1: Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. We all know logically that sugar causes health problems. The media talks about the obesity epidemic a lot, and we have rising problems with diabetes and cardiovascular illnesses. And one of the culprits labeled with this is sugar. But a lot of people don't seem to know what that actually means. I mean, sugar is everywhere. So how bad is it for us? We're talking today with Nancy Appleton, who has dedicated the last 40 years to educating people on the dangers of sugars with one of her books, Suicide by Sugar, among many others. So welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you, Rebecca. So how did you get involved in writing about sugar addiction?
3: Oh, well, I, was, I, I guess you're, I, you're always a sugar addict, but you are one. And it still is day to day for me. I was a sugar addict. I, would, I was a tennis player. Uh, tournament player and so I could eat lots of calories because I exercise so much and you know I'd win a tournament and eat a hot fudge sundae and lose a tournament and eat a whole bag of oreo cookies so winner or loser I was a loser all the way around and I started getting symptoms when I was oh 16 17 even when I was playing tennis and Uh, they lasted till I was 40. And I, you know, I knew knew that sugar was doing something, but as an addict, it's very difficult to quit. So finally, at 40, I read a book and it changed my life. And uh, my symptoms went away, such as boils and canker sores, arthritis in my hands and my knees. I had to learn to pick up a tennis ball, sort of bend down and pick it up. I couldn't hit it with my racket like good players do because I couldn't bend down that far because of my knees. I was a mess, but you know, when when you're addicted that comes first and it was always the sugar that meant the most to me. It was actually chocolate, I guess. So is that that's a brief idea of why I after reading this book, I changed my way and then started doing research at UCLA. I lived in Los Angeles and did the research at UCLA, where I'd gone to school, and found very little, very very little. Now, again, this is forty years ago, so I had to start searching it out myself, and I did. And I wrote a book called "Lick the Sugar Habit," and then the sweet suicide by sugar that you're you're we're using now is an update. But the information is still the same, but there's a lot more we know. So that's why I wrote Suicide by Sugar.
2: Well, I think at the time you were looking at this, people probably weren't even talking about sugar being an issue the way they are now. I mean, was that hard for you to find that information and to search that out?
3: Well, first of all, I still gave lectures, and I would have nurses and doctors just walk out on me completely and say, it's fat, fat's the problem. Well, fat is not the problem. Some forms of fat are, but fat itself, you know, is is not it. It's sugar. All the different varieties of sugar uh, are the problems. Yes, it, I went to lectures, I talked to people, and again, Lick the Sugar Habit it was written 40 years ago, or 38 anyway, and it's still on the market. But Uh, Suicide by Sugar is really the one to read now.
2: So when we're talking about sugar, what exactly do we mean?
3: Well, that's a good question. Um, There are, I have, and I'm sure I don't have them all, just basic sugar. Let me tell you some of them. Barley malt, beet sugar, brown sugar, cane sugar, cane syrup confectioner's sugar, crystalline fructose, date sugar, evaporated sugar cane, all these fructose, fresh fruit concentrate, or just fruit concentrate, whether it be fresh or not, Um, glucose, granulated sugar, high fructose corn syrup, honey, invert sugar, all of these, maple syrup, rice syrup, molasses, powdered sugar, raw sugar, sugar cane syrup, it goes on, table sugar, of course, and uh well and white sugar, I don't think I said that either. unrefined sugar, they'll do anything they can to sell their product. unrefined sugar, who cares whether it's refined or unrefined, it still upsets the body chemistry, and that's how i. Uh, got into this after. I'm sure that there are more words for sugar today that they're trying to cover up what sugar does to the body. Okay.
2: So, when I mean, one thing I think with that list that you read off, I think if most people, you know, look in their pantry and pick up some sort of packaged food, they're going to find one of those things in it. So it it's almost seems like it's impossible to get away from this.
3: Well, not really. You see, if you eat whole foods, you eat vegetables, you eat fruits, you eat meat, you eat forms of protein, you eat fish, you eat chicken, you eat fowl, other forms of fowl. Those are whole foods. So uh, the less you have in cans, in plastic containers, aluminum, all the rest of it, uh, the harder your body has the time digesting those foods. It's whole foods that came from our ancestors, not like, let's take wheat. Wheat itself is fine. There's nothing wrong with wheat. But we have so ruined wheat with what we've made of it that we have become allergic to it because we eat so much with sugar. And any food you eat with sugar, you can become allergic to, which I'll get into later.
2: Okay. So, what has changed? Why is there so much sugar all of a sudden? Because I know, I mean, a hundred years ago we didn't consume this much. I don't think we even had access to
3: this much. So, what's happened? Well, you know, money talks and they found out that we love sugar and that whatever they were making at the time wasn't enough. So, of course, they just made more, uh, made more sugar cane factories and Florida and in the Caribbean uh, so that we would and sugar plantations where the people that work there were not treated very well even up to today they're not treated very well I hate to say it um, so that that's really the it's price and demand uh, not only price and demand but make it and demand how much people want and they are willing to go ahead with that the sad thing is that the sugar still subsidizes the sugar. In- the government still subsidizes the sugar industry. I mean, it's it's horrible. And and people who get food stamps, they can, you know, buy twenty boxes of sugar and nothing else, and that's okay too. And I think both of those should be changed. The government should not subsidize sugar. Uh, and and number two, people who are on food stamps shouldn't be able to have cakes, cookies, pies, and pounds of sugar.
2: Well, um, so why, you know, when we're talking about this and you said you were really addicted, why is it so hard to quit sugar? Oh,
3: God. Uh, well, like any other uh, alcohol, you know, I, I was on a radio program years ago, and This man yells at me, help me, help me. I've given up coffee. I've given up cigarettes. I've given up alcohol, but I can't give up sugar. I weigh 280 pounds. My wife has divorced me. I'm about to lose my job. Help me, help me. I mean, it's just as addictive as any of those other substances I just talked about. And so why is it hard to give up? For that reason, and, many, you know, it's easy to do, as Mark Twain said when he talked about cigarettes. I've done it many times. Well, you should only be doing it once, of course. But uh, I found it very difficult to do. I have to tell you, uh, when they're presented to you, like you go on a uh, cruise, and you've paid for everything, and by gosh, you paid for it, and you're going to eat it. And those night... Uh, at 11 p.m., they have these buffets that are nothing but desserts. Oh my gosh, it's such a temptation! But don't put yourself in harm's way, don't go to places like that. Don't go to buffets when you're trying to quit sugar. But I, again, we'll talk about this because. Maybe this is a good time to talk about it.
2: Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people that are listening can, um, you know, relate to this because I think we're all addicted to sugar since we can't really get away from it. It's been in what we're eating, and unless you make that conscious choice, it's going to be there. So what does somebody do to go about, you know, getting over this addiction and, and to quit?
3: Okay. I don't believe that anybody should quit cold turkey. That's crazy crazy because you just crave the stuff and you'll break your new found law uh, and start eating sugar again. So I suggest that you cut everything in half the first time. Like if you put two teaspoons of sugar in your tea, coffee or whatever, put a one teaspoon. If you drink a soft drink every day, drink a half a soft drink and pour the rest of it out so that you're in control of the of the product, the sugar, um, anything that you do, cut in half for you know four or five days, and then cut that in half again for four or five days, because sugar withdrawal is is tough uh, on so many people, so that's how I recommend that you do this till you finally get down to a very small amount. And then that's the end of it. But the symptoms of sugar withdrawal, in case you decide to go to cold turkey, can the first one is headaches, just terrible headaches. Another one is hunger. Most people feel continuously hungry, low energy, feeling tired, mood swings, feeling cranky, muscle aches and pains, nausea, vomiting, stomach cramps, diarrhea, high blood pressure, fast heartbeat, chills, or sweating. Any one of those, or for many, more than one. But the headaches is the worst thing that people talk about. So those are the problems that you will have if you go cold turkey on this, or could have, I should say. Some people are lucky enough not to have any, but very few over my 40 years of doing this, uh, very few have none. This, this, you know, it,
2: it sounds like um, when you're quitting anything else, like you mentioned before, cigarettes and alcohol and sugar seems to be in that very severe addiction category where it's difficult to, um, to cut out as well as can ruin your life.
3: Yes, it can. And you know that there are um, there are a many people who are trying to help you to quit this. And there are Alcoholics Anonymous, there's Overeaters Anonymous, uh, as well as there are a couple of um, radio shows that, uh, I mean, uh, (laughs) websites that you can go to. I've forgotten their names right now. But as we go on, I'll find them and I'll give them to you. Um, They really do help. I actually went to a couple of meetings. There are different meetings around the United States for sugarholics. Uh, Mine was in Los Angeles. And I was just amazed at what I heard from these people. They were all, you know, trying to quit sugar. And one person... Uh, when it was her turn to talk, said, sugar is my best friend. And I thought that Mm -hmm. was so sad because, you know, she had rejected other things so that she could have her sugar. And this is, sugar is my best friend. I hope not. I hope it's your worst enemy
2: Uh, so true well we're going to take a quick break we're talking today with Nancy Appleton who is the author of Suicide by Sugar and she's been advocating um, for people to quit sugar for the last 40 years so we're going to be back shortly um,
0: and so tune in Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice. Much of it conflicting. Some of it outdated. Tune in to Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
4: Much of the time, the illnesses that people feel are simply symptoms and they mask the root cause of what the real health problem is. You can take back control of your own health, starting with billionaire health care. This program is hosted by Ashley Black. Our program will introduce you to fascia, which is the knowledge of the living matrix. This bit of knowledge can bring you the health secrets that only the rich and famous have known. Until now. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
2: Hi everybody, welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. Today we're talking about sugar, which we all know logically can cause health problems, but um, it is hard to quit because we are, uh, most of us, addicted to it. We're talking today with Nancy Appleton, who is the author of Suicide by Sugar, as well as many other books. She's been advocating for 40 years to educate people on the dangers of sugar. So, um, Uh, Nancy, just before the break, you um, were talking about a website where people can go to help them quit with sugar. Uh, Do you have
3: that information? Yes, I do. It's called Alcoholics Anonymous. And you can go there and find out if there are in your neighborhood, if there are local meetings, and you can learn a great deal. And actually, they have a forum, I think, now and then where you can join and be part of the for sugar holics it's exactly what it's for i recommend it highly
2: okay so when when we're talking about why like you know before the break we talked about you know you're addicted and you need you know quitting can do this but why is it um so important to to quit what is happening in our bodies when we're consuming sugar
3: that's the most important thing you could have said And here, let me tell you, from the time that you put the sugar in your mouth to the time it suppresses the immune system, which is not very long, here's what happens. You eat the sugar, and it can be in any form. Uh, It can be just in iced tea, or it can be in a biscuit or a cake or a Coke. All those things, it doesn't matter where the sugar comes from. might take a little longer to get to suppress the immune system uh, because of fiber that's in it. But it still all does the same thing. What happens is you, first of all, we uh, change the mineral relationships. Minerals only work in relationship to each other. They can't work alone. Iron can't work alone. Calcium can't work alone. It needs the phosphorus. Magnesium and calcium work together. Okay, so you... Deplete some of your minerals, making all those relationships incorrect now. And once you do that, you can't use your enzymes. Enzymes, of course, digestive enzymes, help you uh, digest your food. Now, uh, so what happens is these enzymes cannot function without a mineral, and you depleted your minerals. So the enzymes can't work as well, and all the food does not digest. Now, if some of the food didn't, if all of the food didn't digest, you die. But some of the food does, but much of it does not digest. And what happens is it sits in the gut and starts to putrefy. It's supposed to get into the intestines and go through the whole process in the body but it can't. It sits in the gut where your stomach and what happens there is it putrefies and some of the lining of your gastrointestinals start to get irritated. They don't like this stuff that's there and the cells widen and partially digested food can get into the bloodstream where it does not belong and in the bloodstream it swims around and can go to the joints and cause arthritis now you're hearing where diseases come from they don't just drop out of the blue Um, so it could cause arthritis it could cause headaches it can go to the brain the blood brain barrier they know does not work for sugar it can go to the brain and cause headaches it swims around in the body, just causing havoc in the body. Finally, your immune system, the Pac-Men of the body, the good guys, try to come to your defense and get this food out of the um, of the body. It doesn't belong in the bloodstream. But your immune system is supposed to work against cancer, all, all sorts of infections, Uh, bacterial, viral, fungal. That's what your immune system is supposed to be doing, not getting out partially digested food. So your immune system becomes exhausted. It says, I can't do this anymore. And that's when those particles uh, start causing diseases. And your immune system works as hard as it can, but it can't do it. Uh, Therefore, you can get infectious diseases because your immune system is not taking out the bacteria as well as it should be, or you can get degenerative diseases where this partially digested food goes to various places in the body and causes havoc. So that's what happens from the time you eat it till the time it suppresses your immune system and causes problems.
2: Well, I think that's pretty significant. Just when we look at the immune system aspect, and not all the other things that you mentioned, yeah. you know that that's our first line of defense for any illness, no matter what it is. And for consuming sugar every day, and I, I think we're all consuming a lot of sugar. That's not working properly, and then we're we're exposed to, you know, we've got some super bugs going around and some new things, and and. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's pretty significant for us to um, avoid all this sugar that we're, we've are we got going on.
3: Absolutely. Of course, I go into this in a little more detail in my book. And by the way, everything I'm saying now is documented from medical journal articles. Uh, my book looks like a, <laughs> and the index is unbelievable of the amount of books that, uh, 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 or actually articles is most of them. From um, Pub, what we call PubMed, you can go to PubMed on the internet and find uh, all the medical journal articles that way.
2: Well, so uh, um, you know, I think that's that's important to know too, because I, I know when. When someone first told me I had to stop eating sugar when I was 21, and it was well before I got into, you know, being a a doctor of Chinese medicine and doing what I do now, I went through the withdrawal symptoms as well, everything that Uh, you're describing. And um, one thing that I found fairly disturbing was... The lack of acceptance for quitting, I mean, you know, it's more acceptable, I think, to quit alcohol or to quit other things. But when you're quitting sugar, it, it, you know, people think, why can't you just have this dessert or this one thing? And uh, there's a bit of a a social um, aspect around it to fit in. You know, you should eat sugar so that we all feel comfortable doing what we're doing.
3: It's difficult. You're, You're absolutely right. I feel that I'm in a better position because everybody knows I'm a nutritionist and I've written books so that it's sort of socially acceptable for me not to eat sugar. But you, who who isn't a sugar crazy lady like I am, um, <laughs> it, you know, you have a hard time. Well, why don't you eat it? It's just there's a small amount there. And I made it, you know, for dinner tonight. And, you know, uh, it's difficult. I understand that. But your health is more important than anything right now. Now, people who are healthy, um, you're doing okay, apparently, with your sugar. But, again, if you have symptoms, and when I say healthy, there aren't too many of those people around because symptoms, you know, could be taking drugs for pre-diabetics, taking (laughs) drugs for arthritis, taking drugs for heart disease. I mean, the list goes on. Only if you don't take any pills and you wake up happy and go to bed happy, uh, do I feel that you're healthy. All the rest of us uh, fit into a different category. And these people have a hard time digesting sugar because their immune system is trying to work on other things. And it can't It wasn't meant to do this. that's not what God, he or she, uh you know did at the time it It's, it's not it didn't we don't evolutionarily have the digestive enzymes to digest sugar. That's part of the problem.
2: Okay. So in North America, we're looking at um, a rise in diabetes and obesity. And there's a lot of theories, actually, to why that's happening. And we have these fad diets go around. How does sugar relate
3: to this? Oh, gosh, does it? I'll tell you. Again, 40 years ago, when I talked about this, you know, they just, what do you mean? You've got, naturally, you do have sugar in your body. Yes, you do. And your brain... Needs two teaspoons of sugar all the time to function well. Now it can get it from unbelievable. In fact, it can get it from meat and protein. If your carbohydrates run out and become you've eaten more protein or fat, it can actually pull the sugar. You don't need to eat one bit of sugar, no fruit even, and your body will make its own um, amount of sugar for the brain. so. But anybody, again, who has any of these symptoms, they should be eating none, zip zero. The rest of you who, again, as I say, wake up happy and go to bed happy and take no pills and exercise and smile at the world, you probably can use a small amount of sugar. I would say, you know, two teaspoons a day a Coke has eight teaspoons, in case you didn't know. That's a lot of sugar in one bottle there.
2: That is a lot of sugar. I, I mean, what were the, stat? like, how much sugar were were we consuming about 100 years ago? I think it was a small amount even in a year.
3: Um, yes. They had made the sugar mills by then. They were able to put the sugar cane into something, and it would, you know, break it up and pull out sugar. A hundred years ago, a uh, hundred and fifty years ago, I don't think so. It's somewhere in there where we invented the the sugar cane industry became a uh, part of a big part of our society. So let's go back to a hundred years ago, about nineteen fifteen, we'll say we were eating. Uh, it's just about that time that the the, the race went up. Uh, the sugar went up in our diet. The race went on, too. And at that time, we were probably eating 10 teaspoons of sugar a day. And that is in uh, fruit as well as uh, other sugars. Fruit does have sugar in it, but, you know, it has all that fiber in it. It has all the vitamins minerals. None of those are, of course, in sugar. And again, all those other names that I told you about. So it was then, it was about 100 years ago that things started increasing. And by 1990, I think that it was about then, 95 maybe, we were eating the most sugar we ever had about 150 pounds of sugar per person per year.
4: Wow. We're down
3: now to about 120, 30, depends on who's counting. And um, that's still, you know, 20 or 30 pounds of sugar is a year is all we need. So there you are. What I recommend you do is to take all the sugar out of your house right now All the brown sugar, all the maple syrup, all that stuff. And don't give it to, throw it out. Don't give it to anybody. It'll just hurt them. So that's where I'd start if you're trying to get over this bad problem.
2: Well, I, I, you know, I think that that's good advice because a lot of people, um, from my experience, because I coach, a, you know, thousands of people have coached to go off sugar and some people will say, well, I have to finish what's in my house first and then I'll switch over. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, um, I, I think when you're looking at an addiction, it might be important to address it right then and there and not not finish what you have, especially with, you know, when we're looking at how severely it can hurt you.
3: Right. And- you're right, absolutely right. And people still don't understand this. I, you know, there's still a lot of people who still feel that fat is the problem. And it's mind-boggling to me. In fact, I used to speak at uh different groups that had given up sugar and even trying to say to them, you know, they would believe that it was sugar and fat. And I would just shut up and not say one word about fat. And if they even asked me a question, I'd say, I've come to speak here about sugar, not fat. Uh, talk to the, the leader of your group. She will either know or know somebody, but boy, I wouldn't touch that subject because people would literally pull their shade right in front of, between us. And. You know, what are you talking about? Fat's been the problem for so long. Well, it's not the problem.
2: Well, um, I did a show um, on June 27th with Udo Erasmus, and we talked about fats then. So if anybody wants to know how important that is for their diet, they can listen to that show. Um, We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Nancy Appleton today. She is the author of Suicide by Sugar, among many other books, and has been advocating for the last 40 years, educating people on the dangers of sugar and how that can affect their health. Um, So we're going to be back shortly.
4: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. Foundation. Together, with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk.
2: Welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Riss, and today we're talking about how sugar can affect you. We're speaking with Nancy Appleton, who is the author of Suicide by Sugar, among many other books. She's been educating people for 40 years on the dangers of sugar. So, Nancy, um, one thing I want to bring to people's attention, you know, I actually found it a little bit shocking when you say we're consuming 150 pounds of sugar a year when when we talk about how dangerous the sugar is for us. And, um, you know, as adults, we can make those choices. But um, what's happening when children are consuming this much sugar?
3: Yeah, this is a big problem because many schools are trying to cut out sugar. Not all of them, for sure, yet. And, you know, they have these, now they're having exercise programs all over the United States and kids running races and relays and do all sorts of things that I certainly wasn't doing at school when I went. But anyway, afterward, they treat them to something, and they could treat them to an ice cream bar, uh, a glass of orange juice, which has as much sugar as a Coca-Cola does, not, not whole food, fruit, but if that's not happening at your school, and then, of course, all the birthday parties that they have for these kids, so each one of those. Well, when my daughter would, had her kids in high in grammar school, she would go to school and make sure that on the days of her kids' birthdays, she would make sure that they had good, healthy food. Uh, she would take fruit and put it frozen fruit, melons etc and put it through one of those blenders and make these sort of smoothies and that was one of the things she did and she tried to explain to them to have them give them a whole after one of these races on the on the uh, you know at the school running races she suggested that they have apples or bananas or oranges whole fruit and a and a container of water, and by gosh, they did that, so the school is not if you get a group of women together who feel the way that you do uh, or men, of course, uh, and present this to the school, I think you'd be doing your school a favor. but let's just talk about home, you know uh, your mom knows that sugar is not good for you, but you're Dad won't go for this. He wants his sugar. Well, this is a very difficult problem. I think that when kids realize that what sugar is doing to them, or just that the schools have are not no longer doing birthday cakes on birthdays and things like this, that the parents have to believe in this too. Uh, You can't have a kid and say, don't eat that sugar over there. Your father likes it. No, that just does not work. So if the father still has to have his sugar, have it out of the house and but don't have it in the in the house. Um kids are even more, you know, susceptible. You put a Coca Cola again or any most soft drinks, all the soft drinks have between seven and a half and nine teaspoons of sugar. You put a Coke in a kid's body, and it's far more damaging than to your body because you weigh a 100 pounds more or whatever. Your body can handle it just a little better, but not much. So the kids really do have a bigger problem than we do, but not of the parents. You know, I just said to my kid. Grandkids, uh, not my kids. I'm sorry to say, uh, my, but luckily my daughter and son-in-law believe in what I said, and there was no sugar in this household. And when um, birthdays came or Halloween, that's another thing. And in terms of kids, you don't have to give those kids candy bars and things like that. You can. Lord, my daughter used to buy these little bracelets. And once you put them together, they'd light up, and they cost about 40 cents, 50 cents. She'd get 100 of them. And then if she didn't use them all in one Halloween, she'd keep them for the next. The kids love them. They don't have to have trick-or-treat. Their treat doesn't have to be sweet. It can be something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So a lot of people are are relating, you know, sugar to causing a lot of, um, you know, children being hyperactive and and related to the ADHD we're seeing. Is there a correlation between the two?
3: Yes, and there's research on that, too, that does show that. Uh, I think that a kid, I mean, that would be the first thing you do. It's the cheapest, it's the non-invasive, no pills, no nothing. Just take them off of all the sugar and see what happens. Uh, You'd be amazed. Uh, Thank you for mentioning that. I didn't.
2: that's okay um, I, I you know I like your um, explanation of what's happening in schools as well and I I still see that happen you know when I'm treating children and and they come in and there was some event at school and somebody brought in a cup, cupcake for every child and that happens you there know on a weekly basis yeah. right or or their child's feeling left out because all these other kids are having sugar and and they're not allowed and I, yeah. I wonder how the teachers can handle 30 kids <laughs> hopped up on sugar, um, but I, I think also, as an example, is an education system should be showing them to eat healthy foods and not always all this sugar because we know it 's not good for us, and they're supposed to be educating the children, so that yeah, seems to be something wrong um, to me with so all the sugar and the bad food that there is in schools.
3: Well, I think that again, um, they get it in the school by the teacher, and they're learning something that, you know, my mother never taught me. We ate sugar all the time, and so parents are sort of wrong, and that's a difficult thing between a kid and his parents. You know, my parents are wrong. My parents aren't wrong about anything, and it's difficult on the parents because they have been, you know, using this for, let's say, 10 years, eight years with these kids, and, of course, they used it before, but uh it it's a hard emotional and psychological thing that has to go on here too that you know I think it's time to the parents can say, "I think it's time to change. We have information now that we never had before, and so uh we're going to quit the shirt sure. yeah, um so
2: when we 're talking about quitting sugar, a lot of people are going to still want they 're going to probably go to Splenda or aspartame or something to replace it. So what are safe sugar substitutes that you recommend to people?
3: okay, first of all, God sugar substitutes today there are hundreds just write sugar substitutes in Google or somewhere, and you'll find so many 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 i I can't believe it so um I don't know, of course, most of them. I don't eat any sugar. I do have a small bottle in my cabinet of stevia. Stevia comes from a, I think it's Brazil or a South American plant. And then now they've learned how to grow it here so that we make some money, not the Brazilians. And it is sweet, and you can get it in a variety of flavors. Don't give up if you take one by the small... I think that the liquid is easier to control because you can try one drop, two drops, three drops. The pills are not as easy. And, of course, you can use the... And you can cook with it. You can use the stevia for cooking. And, again, you can control by one, two, three drops or more in in whatever you're making. So I, I... The only one that I really can recommend is stevia. Some of them um, have, uh, believe it or not, have some form of sugar. Next time you're in a restaurant, see if they have the little containers of sugar substitutes. Splenda is not a good one. There are so many uh, out there, but... Read the ingredients. I think the first ingredient on Splendus is sugar. So there you are. Uh, And (laughs) I think it says glucose or fructose, which are both of the two ingredients in table sugar. Hmm. Which
2: is, you know, that's what is usually recommended to diabetics. And um, it's now, there's was some studies last year linking, you know, aspartame to some some of these issues that we're seeing a huge amount of. And I, I think some people are even um, saying, you know, Diet Coke is actually more addictive than Coke. Yes, it is. Yeah. And are
3: that's what people that?
2: are... Yeah, and so, you know, I think it's important to stress that, you know, when you're quitting sugar, don't just replace your Coke with Diet Coke because you may have more issues than when you started. And to actually get off of that.
3: Yeah, not only have more issues, but um, you'll crave the stuff You'll because it's still sweet. So uh-huh. it doesn't matter whether it's sugar or sugar substitute. If you're a true alcoholic, alcoholic. You do not need to have any sugar substitute because it it doesn't do the trick. It doesn't make you stop the cravings. You've got to get rid of everything for a while. And then, no, do I have cravings? No, I don't. Uh, I'm sure that I still get some sugar in salad dressings. Boy, when I was going through my period of licking the sugar habit, I would take with me to a restaurant a small jar of, you know, vinegar and olive oil, whatever I put into it, a salad dressing. I mean, I was really neurotic. I wasn't going to that Yeah,
2: that's um, good advice, too. Yeah. 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 Uh,
3: So that you can have a salad and have the salad dressing that you like. And don't make, of course, don't make salad dressings with sugar in them and don't. Start reading your labels all the time. Label for everything before you buy it. That's probably the best thing I could say and see. And some places, oh God, some uh, different labels will have two or three forms of sugar. And it might be down lower. They might say, uh, well, we'll talk about canned peas. So they'll, well, not canned peas. I can't think of something, but Many times a label will, again, have three. They'll say it has fructose, it has high fructose corn syrup, it has um, glucose or things that it could have in it, all in, in it. And, of course, they put those in on the label in relationship. The top one has is the most that you would eat. The next one is there's not quite that much as the... Like in a cookie, wheat would be number one. Uh, the second one might be a some form of sugar, but it could also be eggs. Uh, it could be. That's about it in terms of unless it's chocolate chip or something. But anyway, it's many times these products have more sugar. They've just written it this way. And put in three different kinds of sugar to sweeten the product, and so they put them low on the list. But if you put all three of those together, there would be that would be the highest in the product. And of course, they don't want to say that. That uh, doesn't sound good or look good. <laughs>
2: Well, and I think that that's one, of, um, in the beginning, you said it's important to eat whole foods because in these prepackaged foods, whether it's canned food or anything else, there's usually going to be sugar in it, um, which I think, you know, when I counsel people to stop sugar, sometimes they tell me, they think, oh, that'll be fine because they don't eat candies, and then they come back and go, wow, I had absolutely no idea that there was this much sugar in my diet because I thought I was... You know, I wasn't eating candy, and it's hidden in so many things, and so right. we're not sometimes aware how how much it we're getting and how addicted we are because we don't even know we're eating it.
3: That's true. Next time, again, that you go to a restaurant, an inexpensive one, where they have those little containers of jam or jelly, take a look at that. They have to put the ingredients on every one of those little things you get, and When you look at it, it'll say, let's say it's strawberry jam. So strawberries will be number one. And then there aren't too many ingredients, but they might, again, say uh, high fructose corn syrup is number two. Number three is sugar, table sugar, or fructose or glucose. And if you add those all up, there's far more sugar in there than there is strawberries. But that's the way they do it.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that sells products because we're so addicted. We'll want more of that one because it's so sweet. And now all oh, the only flavor we seem to like is sweet these days.
3: I think that what you said is absolutely right. Why do they put the sugar in? Because it's addictive. Look at your cans. Why do canned peas need sugar? They don't. But they will keep you coming back for more, and they will be making more money
2: yeah so
3: um
2: nancy if there is anybody who um either wants help with quitting sugar or has any other um questions for you how can they get a hold of you
3: okay you can go to my website which is very simple nancy appleton a p p l e t o n at mac m a c no excuse me nancy appleton dot com is how you do it and okay there are you can uh, email me anything. And you know, on the site, there are a hundred and I think it's about 42 now. Uh, I don't run my website. 142 reasons why sugar is ruining your health. And these are all, I have all the documents medical journal articles, documents on 143 different things that can happen to your body. So. Uh, Watch out. You get a lot of information. There's tons of articles people have written in, and uh, you'll find out a lot more about sugar, too.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's important. And I think um, most people listening are probably um, seeing some shadows of themselves and what we've talked about, because unless they've already approached sugar, I find it's usually an issue for people. Um, So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I think this was a really informative show and hopefully is going to help a lot of people.
3: Thank you for having
2: me. Um, It was a pleasure. So today we were talking with Nancy Appleton. She is the author of Suicide by Sugar, um, among other books. Her books are all available on Amazon. So if you um, are needing some help, then, um, you know, you can get her book and go on her website and get some... um, some guidelines on on how how sugar is affecting you and what you can do uh, to lick the sugar habit um, as the title of one of Nancy's books is. Um, I want to thank you so much for listening and please make today
1: a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks.